Welcome to the Autism Classroom Resources Podcast, the podcast for special educators who are looking for personal and professional development. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Reeve. For more than 20 years, I've worn lots of hats in special education, but my real love is helping special educators like you. This podcast will give you tips and ways to implement research-based practices in a practical way in your classroom to make your job easier and more effective. Welcome back to the Autism Classroom Resources Podcast. I'm glad that you've decided to join us. I'm your host, Chris Reeve. And if we have ever needed to improve work efficiency in the classroom, I would say that the year 2020 is it. So I want to know if this sounds like you. If it does, I may have some strategies today that can help. You've been working on a lesson plan for the last hour and you realized you haven't finished the first day. You secretly hate to look at your to-do list because it just goes on for days. The list in your head of things your kids need is five times the things you actually committed to writing down on your list. And your work manages to take all of your free time and you still feel like you aren't done. Add to that that I know many of you also feel that you're having a hard time finding time for yourself and your family. And that pretty much describes this year. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about three ways that I've recently reminded myself of to help improve work efficiency in your classroom. This is not an easy year and you need to be taking care of yourself because otherwise you are not good for anyone else and you will not be able to help the people you are trying to help the most. So that's what I want to focus on today. I have a free download in the blog post at autismclassroomresources.com slash episode 61. And I've got some resources that also will hopefully show you that you're not the only one who's feeling completely overwhelmed this year. So let's get some strategies in place to help address that. And let's get started. Let me start by saying that I am in no way a productivity guru. And in fact, I have some pretty counterproductive strategies at times for getting work done. For instance, when I'm really stressed about the amount of work that I have, I tend to think buying a new planner is going to help me. And in reality, it kind of just distracts me, but it does oddly make me feel better. But I am, and I always have been, a pretty self-directed person. I run my own business for 10 years out of my home, which requires a good amount of setting up your own structure. But with the pandemic, I still find myself getting off task so much more than I used to. And when I thought about it, I realized that my work schedule in these 10 years has often been governed by trips. I used to be gone about every week or every other week consulting in different states. And then my family and I would plan trips regularly. And those would be my deadlines of what I would focus on. And then I realized, as I was thinking about why things were taking me forever, that those sets of trips were really what made me get things done. I would set goals for what had to be done before I left on my trip. With the pandemic, All that traveling was off the table, and I found myself watching my work expand to all of my free time. It was taking me forever to get things done that I used to get done really quickly, and I was staring at something for an hour before I realized that I wasn't making any progress. Now, some of this was the stress and the distraction of the pandemic, 
but some of it is definitely changes in the way that I work. Without my regular routines and deadlines, work just expanded and I got less efficient. So the first tip of the day is to set hard and fast deadlines for work completion. It's really important for increasing work efficiency, and it's probably the biggest reminder that I needed. Without my trips to urge me to finish up before I left town, work just expanded to take over all the time that I had. And I was reminded about how important the deadlines are, even when they're self-imposed, when I was getting ready for Thanksgiving. I wanted to try to take some days off and just relax away from my computer and away from work. So I set my deadline that podcasts, blog posts, videos, newsletters, everything was going to be finished before Thursday. And I was amazed at how much faster I managed to do everything. Suddenly, I was like super productive. And it was all because I had a deadline. Now, obviously, I do different things than are done in a classroom. So let's think about what it looks like in the classroom. Set yourself deadlines for specific tasks. You can plan them out on a calendar or keep them in your head, whatever works for you. The organizational system isn't important. What is important is having a specific deadline in mind when this task must be finished. Figure out how long you think it will take and set your deadline for a little bit longer because we all know that everything takes longer than we think it will. And if you can add a little incentive into completing the work by the deadline, that helps too. Mine was to have a day or days when I didn't have to pick up my computer. Yours might be a glass of wine at the end of the task or time to watch your daughter play. The motivator isn't something that we should just use with our students. It's effective for us as well. And finally, if you have difficulty holding yourself to deadlines, get yourself an accountability buddy. Find a fellow educator or maybe just a friend or a family member. I have an accountability buddy in my family who thinks I work all the time. So when I commit to taking time off, they hold me to it. Team members can also be good for accountability. Knowing that what I'm doing makes a difference in whether others get to cross them off their list really helps to keep me on track. So if you have things to delegate to paraprofessionals, and you should be delegating to paraprofessionals, I will put a link to some ideas about how to do that in the show notes as well. Set deadlines for getting those tasks to them then they are planning on when they can get them done and you are accountable to them. The second tip is that routines really improve work efficiency. After years of almost constant traveling, one of the things that amazed me most when I stopped consulting and the traveling died down was how much having a set routine can help with work efficiency. Knowing that I'm writing a newsletter on a certain day each week or planning my time around the days that I video content for the academy means I only worry about them on those days and I know that they're taken care of. Scheduling specific planning periods or times for accomplishing certain tasks is a great way to set deadlines. It's actually how I got my dissertation finished. I had a friend who was working on hers, and one night every week, we got together to work on our dissertations. I wasn't in school anymore. I had a full-time job, so this wasn't my only thing I was focused on. And I'm really not sure that I would have finished my dissertation if it hadn't been for our dissertation dinners every Tuesday night. So let's think about what this would look like in a classroom context. I tell this story regularly when I train about taming the data monster. We all know that analyzing your data is critical to make use of it well, but finding the time to analyze it and review it is often one of the first things that drops off our to-do list. So consequently, you end up doing it the night before your progress reports are done. 
do. And not only does that lead to a lot of stress, but it can be really problematic if there was a problem with the student's progress. One of the solutions that we came up for this in one school that I was working with was creating Data Thursday. Data Thursday was set up so that there were no IEPs or staff meetings scheduled on that day. And everyone in the building was expected to be working on analyzing data every Thursday during their planning time. Now, obviously that was a solution for an all special ed school, but you can do the same thing as a teacher when you're in a regular public school, set aside one afternoon a week and protect it and then use it for analyzing your data or doing your newsletter or writing your lesson plans or whatever it is that you are trying to schedule in. Set a time limit on the time that you set up though so that you've got the deadline from tip one. So those two things together really go together. And finally, tip three is probably the hardest one for me. I have so many things I always wanna do and think that I can do, and then I get frustrated because I can't get them all done. Many times it's a feeling that everything has to be done, but guess what? You don't have to do all the things. Frankly, right now in the present situation of crisis teaching, you can't do all the things. And if you still think that it's a normal year and you're the only one who's feeling overwhelmed by it, I've got a couple links in this blog post for you to check out. We have to plan realistically. And the first step is to categorize what you have to do and what it would be nice to do. So for instance, it would be great to create new file folder activities and cut and laminate them for your students. But if you don't have your lessons planned for the next day, that's more important than new tasks. So I like to organize my tasks by what's known as the Eisenhower matrix, which is what my planner uses. It's pretty simple and it has me put things into four categories. And so it doesn't take me a ton of time each day to do it. Uh, But I've also simplified the categories. Mine are must be done today, I'd like to do today, things that can wait, and things I need to delegate or forget about. And I've created a uh, free resource for you that is a grid with these categories, whatever system you use. It's important to set reasonable goals for yourself that fit your day. For instance, I schedule so that I don't have any tasks involving concentration on a day that I have a whole day of recording video training. I'm just too exhausted for that to be realistic. But that means that I have to plan accordingly and put things I need to do on other days when I'll have more energy to attend to them. And that puts a deadline on them too. Uh, And just a final thought on improving work efficiency in your classroom. You have to take care of yourself. You need to cut yourself some slack. When it comes to work, I'd say I'm pretty hard on myself. I expect a lot of myself so much that I used to tell my employees to do as I do, not as I say, as I would stay late at night. So when I'm overwhelmed, I try to stop and think about what I would say to a friend or a colleague in a similar situation. Chances are I would tell them to give themselves a break, and I likely would tell them to take time for themselves. All of what I've talked about here today is obviously applicable for any year, but this year you need to be especially kind to yourself. Burnout is real, and it's very real this year. And if you're feeling it, you need to make sure you take more time for yourself and find out what helps you slow down. You need to grant yourself the grace to take care of yourself, because if you don't have your oxygen mask on, 
you can't help your students or yourself. So hop over to the blog post at autismclassroomresources.com slash episode 61 and grab your free download as well as the links and any of the other things that I've talked about in this post. And I'd love to hear how you are keeping yourself from burning out and keeping your teaching fresh in our free Facebook group at Special Educators Connection. And if you're looking for even more support, come check out the specialeducatoracademy.com for a great community that can help during this crazy, crazy year. Thanks so much for listening. Have an amazing week. And I hope that you'll be back next week for another episode. 